Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. It's an all-new season of Way of the Master. What's your name? Lovey. Lovey? I can't call you Lovey. I'm a married man. Now, is there an afterlife? What do you think? You don't want to force your faith on somebody, but at the same time, it's healthy and good to explore the truth, right? Do you think ultimately sin is wrong because it violates the standards of a holy God? Yes. I'm a good person. I'm going to give you a moral speedometer to judge if you've broken God's law or not. I've never read the Bible ever. My dad told me to. That's the next thing I need to do. It's the world's biggest selling book of all time. You should be educated on what it says. You know what it says? It says that you're an idiot if you follow it. You're a sheep. No, it yes, doesn't. that's what it says. It says Darn. you're a sheep if you don't. You're a lost sheep if no, you're astray. No, You don't have to go to hell for all eternity. So God has commissioned us to share the gospel. That's the good news. But we have to remember the role of the Holy Spirit, right? The role of the Holy Spirit is to convict and to convert. You're smiling. Why are you smiling? Well, because what you said makes sense. But when you hear this, is this doing something in your heart and mind? Is this kind of becoming personal for you? It's freeing my soul. Join us for the new season of Way of the Master. Visit wayofthemaster.com. And the reason we played that clip, Way of the Master, that is the reason we have Ray Comfort on today. It's a phenomenal series. It's in its eighth season. It's a fast-paced, family-friendly talk show with a reality television twist. But we also wanted to mention um, not only wayofthemaster.com, but the main reason we have Ray on. He's got a brand-new book out. For those of you that are brand-new listeners or maybe new Christians, uh, Ray Comfort is the founder and CEO of Living Waters Ministries, and the book is called Why Would Anyone Follow Jesus? Now, Ray has written over 100 books and is a well-known evangelist and apologist, and he co-hosts the series, Way of the Master. Ray, welcome to Stand Up for the Truth. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Dave. Well, thank you for your time. I love that line in there about God's law being a moral speedometer. So I want to ask you about an exchange you had in the book. By the way, you share a lot of witnessing encounters that are very helpful to those of us who want to know how to respond to the different reactions and responses that people have. But first of all, knowing that you've written 100 books, Ray, why this book at this time? Well, I'll do anything I can to reach the lost. Paul said, by all means, reach some. So when a publisher says, well, you write a book um, about how to bring people to Christ, I just jump at it. Mm. because. Uh, and I'm, I've just got to say, Baker, a great publisher, a lot of publishers aren't interested in books about evangelism. It's a no-no. Yeah, but they're, they're into it full on, and, and I really appreciate that. Well, we love this one. I, I was reading it last night, and there there were some. There's one exchange in particular I'll get to in a minute that uh, literally uh, had me in tears. It had me choked up, and uh, I thank you for your approach. And it, I know it takes years and years and years of practice, but it starts with a knowledge and a love for God's Word and the truth and a dedication to His Great Commission. But what's the number one reason, uh, Ray, that— People question the historical fact and evidence for Jesus Christ. Well, the number one reason people question the, the gift of everlasting life that God is offering in the gospel is that they love their sins. Um, when someone says to me, there's no evidence that Jesus existed, I just say, what year is it? And they say, 2022. I say, since whom? And since Christ. So there, there you are. <laughs> but the thing is, if you, if you put someone under the law and show them their terrible danger, uh, which most people don't believe they're in. He says, I mean, you're in great danger. Do you believe that? No, I'm fine. So well, I, I say, do you know what the Bible says death actually is? And they say, no, it's wages. God's paying you uh, in death for your sins. Uh, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. It's like a judge in a court of law looks at a heinous criminal that's murdered three women, and the judge says, you've earned the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what's duty. This is what we're paying you. And I say that, that, that sin is so serious in the eyes of a holy God. It's not serious in our eyes, but it's so serious in God's eyes, he's given us the death sentence. Proof that God is serious about sin will be your death, and after this, the judgment. And that resonates with people, especially after going through the pandemic. A lot of people are being faced with their own mortality. They're mm-hmm. thinking, you know, I'm going to die. 
you know, people around me have, have died. What's going to happen to me? So this is an incredible day and age to share the gospel if you know what you're doing. And by that, I mean tap into the fact that sinners don't want to die. They've got a will to live. They're not a beast. They're not a dog or a cat or a cow. They're made in God's image, and God's placed eternity in their heart. And there's something in them that cries, oh, I don't want to die. And you can tap into that. Another way I tap into it, if you don't mind me just going on and on. Not at all. As I say, uh, do you know what the Bible's message is? And they say, well, it's a sort of history book and a moral book. I say, no, no. Old Testament, God promised to destroy death. New Testament tells us how he did it. And when you say something like that to people, their eyes widen a little bit. They're interested because everybody thinks about their own death. Mm -hmm. And when I was nine or ten, I used to play cowboys and Indians, and I'd get shot, roll down a hill, lie there for ten seconds, and stand up. But as I grew up, you know, I hit my teenage years, I thought, I'm going to get shot, and I'm not getting up. You know, is there an answer? And I found it in the gospel, and that's what we're to preach. Mm. Ray, um, we're going to take our listeners to Huntington Beach, California in September of 2020 when you talk to a young man named Skyler. Now, this to me was uh, such an impactful witnessing encounter. I'll, I'll refresh your memory because I know you've written a lot of books and you've done a lot, uh, hundreds of thousands of encounters perhaps through the years. But this one, it started off with, um, are you a well-read person or well-educated? And what's the biggest selling book of all time? He says the Great Gatsby. He says <laughs> Harry Potter books. And he's so he's way off, right? He's not f- quite following. And uh, it's, it's, it says, you, you say there's one book that leaves all those in the dust the Bible. And so that was, I thought, a phenomenal opener with young people today who many of them are not that well-educated, but they think they are. Share a little bit about that, and then I've got another specific question to to ask about that encounter. Yeah, it's a kind of shock to them that the Bible is the best-selling book of all time. It's the instruction book for humanity. I don't know if you've ever put together an appliance, and uh, you don't look at the instructions because you're a man. You know how to do things. You don't need silly instructions written in like tiny, tiny six-point print from some foreign country. And it's only when you've got nuts left over that you realize you're a nut. You should have read the instructions beforehand. That's what we've done with the Bible. It's God's instruction book to humanity on how to make things work. And things aren't working because we haven't looked at an instruction book. But what I do like to say to uh, young people or anybody, uh, are you a well-educated person, well-read? And when they haven't even opened the Bible, it shows that they're not. And then when I quote scripture, I say, have you heard of the Bible verse, the Son of Man, it's very famous, has come to seek and save that which is lost. And when they say no, it really substantiates their ignorance about things that really matter. And then I say, you believe in evolution? Yeah. Where do we come from? Well, we haven't discovered that. What's our purpose on earth? Well, I haven't really found that out. What's going to happen after you die? Well, I don't know. I say, well, you don't know where you're coming from. You don't know what you're doing here. You don't know where you're going. You're lost. You know, you need the Savior. And then let me show you how lost you are. And then you take them through the commandments. My dog has just seen a cat. <laughs> I love dogs, Ray, just so you know. You're in good company. Oh, I, I just got to digress for a minute. I just, <laughs> just got to say a little bit about dogs. My dog comes out witnessing with me every day. He goes on my bike, wears sunglasses. People stop me, and women yell out how cute. And I say, so is the dog. <clears throat> but anyway, what I love doing, and if you're a dog owner, you'll appreciate this. If you're not, you'll think I'm a nut. <laughs> I talk to my dog, he talks back to me, he tells me when there's a cat, he tells me someone's at the door, he tells me when he's hungry, he lets me know he loves me. And what I love doing uh, is lying on the floor with him, and he lies there too, and we just look in each other's eyes for about 30 seconds, don't say anything, and I, I wouldn't do this with a human being, maybe my wife, but, um, and, and I, can, I can read what he's saying. I say, we went on the bike today, didn't we? And you can just see the emotions going through him. And he just loves it, his tail wags, because I've come down to his level. Well, in the incarnation, God came down to our level and looked us in the eye. And once you understand what happened in the gospel, in Christ, this is the creator of the universe becoming one human being. It should make our tail wag. Nothing excites me like the incarnation. God manifest in the flesh, mm. the word becoming flesh and dwelling amongst us. And mm. that's the message we've got for humanity that we're lost, we're in darkness, we're groping, as Paul said in Acts chapter 17, and we've got the message of light and life for this dying world. 
prophesied, Bible prophecy, Jesus fulfilled hundreds. And one thing that a lot of people, I don't know if they realize this, Ray Comfort, you often incorporate Bible prophecy in your witnessing encounters, talking about the future, that we can't know the future. And that's what you did in this encounter, which is eight pages long. It's phenomenal with this young man named Skyler. And you shared about now the Bible tells us the future. And you say, we can't even predict the weather or a football game. Share with us that approach, because a lot of people don't dare talk about Bible prophecy when they're witnessing. Yeah, it's kind of hard nowadays because almost everybody disagrees on Bible prophecy. I wrote a book on prophecy recently, and I had to cut it back to two pages, so <laughs> only things that people agree with. I'm just kidding a little bit. But the, the Bible says in Acts chapter, I think it's 28, 23, the Apostle Paul persuading, persuaded me and all his hearers concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets. The law of Moses brings the knowledge of sin. That's the purpose of the Ten Commandments. We see Jesus using the moral law, the law of Moses, in Mark 10, verse 17, and in other places. Same with the Apostle Paul. Hmm. But when you uh, preach out of the prophets, you're preaching prophecy. Now, we, can, we could use, if we're speaking to a Jew back then, the prophecies about, about the Messiah. But we can look at what Jesus said about the Jews obtaining Jerusalem. That happened in 1967. They got uh, Israel in 49, but in 67, their feet landed in Jerusalem, fulfilling the words of Jesus, I think Luke 21, where he said it'll be a non-Jewish hands. 2,000 years without a homeland. Yes. And finally they got it back, and there's so many about, you know, prophecies about the increase in homosexuality and vegetarianism, um, men's hearts founding for fear of that which is coming upon the earth. There's so many things that are happening that when we look at Scripture and say, man, this, this is the future before it came to pass, it shows the fingerprint of God on the Bible. If it is the word of the Creator, the one in whom dwells life, then his promise of everlasting life is true. And the Bible says it is impossible for God to lie. Hmm. Our whole faith depends on those four or five words. It is impossible for God to lie. That means you can rely on anything he says, any promise. And his promise is this. Jesus Christ has abolished death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Mm. You know, this is good news for atheists. It's good yes. news for Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists. That God has made a way for us to be forgiven, washed, cleansed of our sins, and granted everlasting life as a free gift. And that's what we tell sinners. Praise God. Um, Ray, the, the book is called Why Would Anyone Follow Jesus? Twelve Reasons to Trust What the Bible Says About Jesus. Final question. Uh, recent Barna research shows that only about 4% of Americans—now, this varies from survey to survey, but about 4% of Americans have a biblical worldview, and yet over 60% claim to be Christian. They don't follow the teachings of Jesus, but they claim Christianity. So, Ray, does, is this a problem when you're witnessing to people do fake or so-called Christians harm the reputation of true Bible-believing Christians and the message of Jesus? Yes. However, it's got to point out that pointing to hypocrites on the day of judgment isn't going to hold water. It's like being on a freeway, being pulled up for going 80 miles an hour in a 40-mile-an-hour area, and as the police officer is saying, you've broken the law, you say, but what about the other drivers? Look at him. Look at him. He's going to say, shut up. This is irrelevant. <laughs> he may not say that. He may say, he may say something else. But you have to give an account of yourself to the officer, not the other drivers. And uh, every man will give an account of himself to God. Jesus, when he's talking about the hypocrites who get the log out of your eye before you try and pick the speck out of someone else's, Romans 2, you who uh, judge another and do the same things, you know, how, you'll, how will you escape the judgment of God? And so it's very important when someone talks about hypocrisy, just say, oh, God will handle them. They'll end up in hell. You don't want to spend eternity in hell with them. Now let's look at you and see if you're a good person and if you've got the right to, to judge others. And as you take them through the law and uh, open it up, you'll find that they're lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating, adulterers at heart, and their mouth should be stopped once they know their guilt so they don't accuse others of sin. And so, again, hypocrisy is not an excuse on Judgment Day. Amen. Amen. I would imagine it takes much practice to get to the level that you're at. Not that you're above other Christians, but it does take 
practice and practice makes perfection, or at least in, in witnessing. God's law is perfect. His word is perfect. And we just need to be better articulators of that. But Ray, we thank you for your time today. Again, founder and CEO of Living Waters Ministries and season eight of Way of the Masters kicks off April 24. God bless you and Living Waters. Ray, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks for having me on. God bless you, Dave. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, what a blessing. I know it's uh, a very short time with someone like Ray Comfort, but we're just blessed that he was able to uh, just speak with us a little bit this morning out there in Southern California. And uh, we love his approach. He uses the law. I read also another encounter in this book, Why Would Anyone Follow Jesus? His brand new book. I mean, it just came out like a week ago. Um, it, it's an encounter where he approached a woman on a college campus who was sitting by herself and she was a little down, and so he grabbed this little booklet on depression and, and hope in Christ and walked over to her. Wouldn't you know it, within a couple minutes, she admitted that, yeah, she sometimes she's depressed at times, sometimes does think about suicide, but she's trying to be hopeful, think about five things she's thankful for every day. So that was an in right there. And I just read this morning, in uh, Romans fifteen thirteen, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, and may you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans fifteen thirteen, And so we can use God's word in any and every encounter with people, no matter where they're at. My, one of my issues, and maybe yours as well, sometimes we really need to work hard at being better listeners to see where people are coming from, to approach them with Holy Spirit sensitivity and compassion. i got to share a story about a friend of mine who's an evangelist out in California, another one. But he's in Hollywood. His name is Jonathan. He's a script writer and an actor. And uh, he witnesses to people like uh, Sylvester Stallone and um, Tim Allen and, and other actors and actresses. He gets kicked off a lot of movie sets. <laughs> but uh, Jonathan will approach someone and with I love his passion. I love his commitment. He's been like this for decades. Here's my point. Uh, he will sometimes, not always, sometimes he will approach someone, and within 90 seconds, he's got a way of bringing it back around to the gospel and salvation and eternity, what happens after you die. He can do that in such a short amount of time. Most of it, it takes a little bit longer for most of us to get there to those uh, questions. But it's a good, you know, icebreaker. But sometimes I've seen, I've seen when I was living out there, when we often worked together on uh, like a soap opera or something, behind the scenes when there were breaks, he would approach someone, start talking to them, and go right into the gospel and talk about something that he observed in them, and they would get very defensive. At that moment, he would dig down deeper and just hit them harder. And there are times where we've got to go, okay, uh, why do you feel like you need to react like that in defense or in anger when I'm just trying to share the truth with you because I care about you and what's going to happen in the future? So there's a way, my point is, to be Holy Spirit-led, and uh, but I cannot—I mean, I wish I had some of the passion that my brother uh, Jonathan has, and maybe that's a prayer you can pray for me, and I know you maybe might need that as well, just that we would have— and it's not necessarily boldness when we approach someone in at the gas station, in the grocery store. When we're leaving a store, uh, other than saying, God bless you, just take a moment, see how they respond. And maybe that might be an opportunity for an encounter or at least to give them a Bible tract. I ordered some Living Waters uh, Ministries. They've got a ton of Bible tracts, gospel tracts. So I encourage you to get some as well. Now, in segment three today, we've got two more guests yeah, it's bonus day. Um, it's This is going to be fun, guys. We're going to be talking about a brand new Christian film called Game Changer, and it's by Rock This World Productions. So we've got two men here. One of the one is the actor and one is a producer. Um, let's see. It's Dan Knutson and uh, actor Joel Deviser. He's also a, um, a producer. They're with Rock This World Productions. So we've got them on the line from different parts of the country in segment three. Now, we've just got a minute left here in this segment, so I want to remind you, uh, well, one more teaser, guys. You're going to love this. We've talked about The Chosen since the theme today is uh, books, Christian films, ministries, evangelism, and what we use, methods. The Chosen has been a very controversial series 
Well, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. We're going to actually warn you about some of the content. We're actually going to encourage you, if you donate to those money-raising campaigns, to maybe give your money elsewhere. And some of you might get upset by what we're going to share about choosing the chosen. That's coming up next on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We now have a merch tab at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Up at the upper left-hand corner, you'll see podcast, listen live, upcoming, which is our guest calendar, resources, which is the 200 resources you can trust in alphabetical order, and merch, thanks to our friends at redpillprints.com. We are going to be expanding the store. You can get Stand Up For The Truth gear now. I've just got my coffee mug with the logo on it. We've got Truth Over Fear t-shirts, uh, hats, sweatshirts, long sleeve, short sleeve. And I want you to check those out. All proceeds, they're not making money from this. This is how amazing God works out these deals, and he's given us favor um, all proceeds go to our ministry. So anything above the cost of the shirts and the hats and the coffee mugs, anything above that goes to Stand Up For The Truth. So you're indirectly donating to us by getting the gear and showing, giving you an opportunity to have people say, hey, what does that mean, Stand Up For The Truth? Or Truth Over Fear, yeah. Hey, do you know? Do you ever, ever listen to a Christian podcast? No. What's that about? Conversation starters. This is not just about advertising or or anything. It's about pointing them to a place where they can hear about Jesus and for Christians to hear the truth. Um, before I get to this article over at Mark Cahill Ministries, I want to share a quote that really inspired me recently from C.T. Studd. Actually, I shared this many years ago, but it recently came up on social media as a memory. C.T. Studd lived from 1860 to 1931 was a dedicated evangelist. I don't remember what country he spent a lot of his time in, but uh, he was a man after God's heart, and he lived it. He said this, friends, and remember, he probably said this in the early 1900s, so that's almost 100 years ago, roughly. Too long have we been waiting for one another to begin. The time for waiting is past. The hour of God has struck. War is declared. In God's holy name, let us arise and build the God of heaven. He will fight for us as we for him. We will not build on the sand, but on the bedrock of the sayings of Christ, and the gates and minions of hell shall not prevail against us. Should such men as we fear before the whole world, I before the sleepy, lukewarm, faithless, namby-pamby Christian world, we will dare to trust our God. We will venture our all for him. We will live. We will die for him. And we will do it with his joy unspeakable, singing aloud in our hearts. We will a thousand times sooner die trusting only in our God than live trusting in man. And when we come to this position, the battle is already won. And the end of the glorious campaign in sight, we will have the real holiness of God, not the sickly stuff of talk and dainty words and pretty thoughts. We will have a masculine holiness, one of daring faith and works for Jesus Christ. C.T. Stud. The Chosen's director, co-writer, and chief publicist, Dallas Jenkins, has gone on record stating that the Mormon Jesus is the same as the Jesus of the Bible. He was interv interviewed by a Mormon outlet in uh, May of 2020, and which is almost two years ago, and he said, I can honestly say uh, one of the beautiful things about this project, The Chosen, has been my growing brother and sisterhood with people of the LDS, Latter-day Saints, of the LDS community, that I never would have known otherwise, and learning so much about your faith tradition. And it goes on. He said, the stories of Jesus we do agree on, and we love the same Jesus. Now, this is Dallas Jenkins of The Chosen talking about Mormonism and Christianity. He said this in that same interview. 
I mean, I'll sink or swim on that statement, and it's controversial, and I don't mind getting criticized at all for the show, and I don't mind being called a blasphemer. If I go down, I'm going down swinging, protecting my friends and brothers and sisters. We love the same Jesus. End quote. I wrote about this, what year was that? Ten years ago, when Mitt Romney was running for president, and um, someone was interviewing him, and actually, actually, it was one of the few that would say, wait a minute, aren't, aren't Christians and Mormons different? And, um, you know, anyway, you know how Mitt Romney he can skirt the issue, right? Well, that, during, around that same time, I heard an interview with Joel Osteen. It's the same question. I believe it was Chris Wallace at Fox News at the time when Wallace used to be <laughs> a journalist, a true journalist. Um, but anyway, Wallace asked him, so uh, do you, you, you claim that there's no difference between Mormons and Christians? And do you, are they the same? And Joel Osteen said, well, I, I think they are. And we all love and we all do good works. And Joel Osteen goes down this thing. So he's, this is the gospel of neutrality. And it is, it is another Jesus that Joel Osteen endorsed. Missing an opportunity. How do you think Ray Comfort would have answered that? Anyway, or others, or someone else, apologists today, people that we have on this podcast. That's why we do the podcast, Standing Up for the Truth. Well, the truth is they are very different theologically, very different gods, and another Jesus is a different gospel. So anyway, let's go on back to this article. Dallas Jenkins in a different interview last year, he said, I felt like God was saying the chosen is going to be the definitive portrayal of my people. Now, wait a minute. How did that start out? He said, well, I felt like God was saying. I felt like God was saying. So we're trusting impressions that we get now. And he goes on, um, but I want to just share one more thing. He said um, he went to Mormons to help create, produce, and promote the chosen and develop a definitive portrayal of the church, even though most of the content of the chosen is not found in the Bible by Jenkins' own admission. Now, there are some of you listening right now that are just furious that I brought up this topic today, talking about Christian movies, TV, entertainment, ways to methods to share the gospel. We started off with Ray Comfort talking about evangelism. Next segment, we're going to talk about a new Christian film, Game Changer, with two people from a Christian uh, production company. And right now in the middle, you're, 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 you're ticking me off, David. Well, we've got to be able to speak the truth to these issues, guys. Dallas Jenkins told one interviewer that 95% of the chosen isn't from the Bible. So what does that mean, guys? Seriously, that's man's word, not God's word. Revelation 22 has severe warnings for those who would add to the scriptures. Now, we have to give, when, when you're talking about Hollywood, Christian movies, films, you give it a little bit of um, uh, uh, what is called artistic license, right? Give them a little bit of flexibility to embellish a story, but it's very easy when you take the biblical context and scripture to go off and imagine land. I think Jesus would have said or done this. That's when you get into trouble, and that's what the chosen does. Oftentimes, Jonathan Rumi, the actor who portrays Jesus in The Chosen, he's a fervent Catholic. He else, you can look this up, guys. Don't take my word for it. He's got a strong affinity toward the New Age. He is a Knights Templar. Two years ago, he was nominated for Papal Knighthood with the Templar. Jonathan Rumi has gained a global platform. He's got influence now because of this role in The Chosen. Interviews, live events, YouTube, TV, radio, social media. He's, but he's using this to draw his fans to the Catholic Church and teachings and even his New Age propensities. In August 2021, on his Twitter account, Jonathan Rumi, posted a photo of himself standing next to the tomb of Padre Pio, a Roman Catholic priest and mystic, listen to this, who died in 1968. 
And he said this, Jonathan Rumi said this, quote, Visiting St. Padre Pio, one of the most powerful saints and witnesses to the suffering and miracles of Christ in the 20th century, as well as one with whom I've had personal interactions, also the, f- the first priest on record to have the stigmata physically documented. <sighs> Guys, Go to Lighthouse Trails and get this. It's a booklet you can get. In fact, let me give you the title of it right now before I run out of time here. Um, Lighthouse Trails Research, The Chosen Series, 10 Critical Concerns. So there's an interview with a Mormon and an evangelical, but look that up at Lighthouse Trails Research. Um, So he's lifting up a Roman Catholic priest and mystic and talking about the miraculous in his life and the stigmata, uh, you know, this is something that we need to say, are we going to support a series? What would you say if someone like Kevin Kevin Sorbo did that or David A.R. White, uh, God's Not Dead, one of the actors was, you know, locking arms with Mormonism, Mormons or, you know, the Catholic Church or whatever. Would you still support it with the same commitment and passion? I'm not sure that you would. So... It says in this interview, uh, in a different interview now, different when a Catholic priest said, God bless Dallas Jenkins for being able to help us, the Catholic Church, because this was a priest talking, to actually spread our message of divine mercy. Um, in August of last year, Dallas Jenkins joined Jonathan Rumi for a visit with Pope Francis, and it was a highlight of their lives. And it, it shows that, this is what Dallas Jenkins says, it shows the walls are coming down. Uh, he said, I've been a Christian a long time. I've never been, I've never seen a project that united more faith traditions. There you have it. This is what Pope Francis wants to do. Unite Mormons, Catholics, evangelical Christians, uh, you know, Protestants. He wants to unite Muslims, Buddhists, uniting faith traditions, you, and the ecumenism. This is somewhat something that we've got to be concerned about because there is this push for a one world religion. We know there's a push for the Great Reset and the New World Order, one world government, but there is also an aligning push that parallels that of a one world religion. So check this out, The Chosen Series, 10 Critical Concerns, uh, written and published by Lighthouse Trails. I'm I'm glad I was able to uh, share some of that with you. Um, We should be concerned. We have to ask the question, who Christian are you partnering with? Um, just look back two years. I, there were friends in my own church. There were people that I saw, friends online, social media, locking arms with the Marxist-driven Black Lives Matter Global Network. My friends in Christ, are you ambassadors for Christ? Who are you partnering with? Who are you supporting and endorsing with your time, talents, or treasure? I'll leave it at that. But uh, Dallas Jenkins has no problem partnering with Mormons, uh, Catholics uh, lifting up things that, that we have talked about truthfully, factually, from their own doctrine on this podcast. And even though Mormons have a false God, a false Jesus, a false gospel, um, and to have no issue with adding to God's word, I mean, some of the things that he has portrayed in the series The Chosen, you're watching that, you go, oh, that's a really neat way of looking at that. And then another dramatic scene comes in, I'm going, what? I never imagined it that way. Now we're getting off of where Scripture intends to take us, right? We're supposed to, it's supposed to point to Jesus, draw us closer to him, not bring our imaginations into this. Um, and you know how powerful music is? We remember music, right? Well, how powerful is it when people are reading a Scripture now and they think of this scene from The Chosen when they're reading God's Word? So this is a concern. So again, we'll put that link to the Lighthouse Trails article at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Also, um, Dallas Jenkins had no problems partnering with Catholics on the project. Now, there are some born-again Christian Catholics. We've got some that listen to this podcast. Thank you. We love you. Um, Some of them have not been able to uh, release themselves from the Catholic Church and traditions yet, but they believe the gospel. They believe that what we're saying is truth. They just have a hard time breaking away, whether it's, whether it's the traditions of man or family or obligation or maybe hanging on to that works uh, righteousness. Um, so listen to this. People tend to Google everything, right? Think about when they Google Jonathan Rumi, this actor. Find out he's a 
committed Catholic and the way he talks and some of his mystic uh, influences. So some might, some who are uneducated biblically, um, unbelievers, they might look up to him and go, wow, that's kind of neat. Let me check into that a little bit more. So it makes you wonder why Jesus never arrived for the first time during the uh, Internet um, world generation, right? When we have instant access. He could have arrived, did his teachings, and they could have been immediately broadcast around the world, but he didn't choose to do that. His timing is perfect when he entered history. It is prophetic. You can look at even his coming in on the donkey from Zechariah, fulfilling that prophecy on Palm Sunday. The timing of it, how he did it, where he did it, everything is prophetic. Let's not add or take away from God's word, friends, so I'll leave you with that. Um, So God's word and the authority of God's word alone, Christ and Christ alone. Let's see. There's one article. I only have a couple minutes left. In fact, I think we're going to break a little early. We're going to try to connect with our our next couple guests. Um, I will just put this in the podcast notes. This week's article is on the Department of Homeland Security and Democrats in the Biden administration defining words like extremism, misinformation. They're redefining these words so that they can legally get away with punishing or silencing or censoring people. Biden even admitted it in his State of the Union address. So we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're talking with, we will talk with two men from the movie Game Changer. It's a Christian film, and their production company is called Rock This World Productions. And friends, we'll be right back. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. All right, we're talking about some important issues today. Um, Christian entertainment can be debated, and uh, evangelism, different methods, how we get the world out, how we point people to Jesus and get them saved. But right now, we've got some gentlemen on the phone that uh, talked, that actually did this movie called Game Changer, and we briefly talked to, to them over just via email. But right now, we have them on the line. I want to bring to you uh, two men involved with Game Changer. They're both with Rock This World Productions, Joel Deviser and Dan Knutson. Guys, welcome to Stand Up For The Truth. Great to be here, David. Thanks for having us on. Uh, you're very welcome. Now, that was Joel, I'm guessing. Uh, Correct. <laughs> uh, Dan, so uh, we recently connected uh, you and I, and uh, I, please, first of all, share with us your role with Rock This World Produ- Productions, and uh, we'll take it from there. Sure. Uh, one of my trees me uh, I'm sorry, you're breaking up just a little bit, and if you're on speakerphone, I'm not sure if that's causing an issue or not. Try that again. Uh, yeah, not on, so I'm not sure what the issue here, but uh, but I'll let Joel go in. Okay, gonna, yeah, let's let's go to Joel. Uh, Joel, you yeah. are you are a I'm guessing um, from uh, what I see here, you're in the uh, film and you're a co- co-producer as well. Is that right, Joel? Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm the the writer, producer, co-director, and then I also acted in it. It's kind of been my. Uh, it's it's been my little baby here. I spent the last few years uh, launching, and uh, and Dan is you know is another producer on the film. You know, he's basically um, you know helped with produce the film and is helping with some of our uh, a little bit you know uh, less mainstream distribution and whatnot and connections through churches with our with you know the nonprofit part of our mission. Um, but yeah, this has been, uh, this has been something that, uh, I've spent the last probably seven or eight years, you know, working on as far as launching Rock This World Productions, um, you know, as a very specific, uh, you know, film mission that's far beyond just making, you know, movies, um, or TV shows. And, uh, uh we now have our, our first full feature family comedy, uh, coming out here called Game Changer with a couple of projects in the works. Now, Joel, our, I think I saw something on your website, rockthisworldproductions.com, where people can get either copies of the movie, I know they can do that, but they can bring it to their church and have a showing. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, we're doing. You, you can you can get the DVD. Um, we're working on a uh, the full worldwide release right now. Working on uh, um, possibly a virtual screening type thing in in lieu of a theatrical release for numerous reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that that's a much better uh, plan for the film and for our overall mission. Um, but we are right now also um, uh, releasing it through churches, where churches can screen it in the church for free. And we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and so then we just ask if the church does it for free that, uh, you know, however they want to set it up, we just ask for people, if they like the film, that they can either make a donation to us, a tax-deductible donation, or they can come directly to us and buy a bonus DVD that has the film and uh, about 40 minutes of outtakes and deleted scenes and you know, a bunch of other funny stuff. Um, and uh, and it's great because it really supports our mission, which our primary focus is to create mainstream content that has a real-world gospel message or that's faith-based. So we're really trying to branch into that uh, group of people that, you know, while we're trying to entertain Christians, we're trying to reach non-Christians in ways that uh, that I think the data just shows that a lot of more Christian um, uh, content just isn't reaching. And uh, so that's kind of our primary goal is to, you know, is to work towards projects that reach people that aren't mm-hmm. coming into church okay. and that probably aren't watching, you know, traditional Christian projects and doing it more from a standpoint of showing the gospel message or showing Jesus moving within our lives as opposed to talking about it um which is a little bit more of the traditional model yeah. uh, that way. And that's something that I learned. I got into entertainment coming out of uh, law enforcement. I got into entertainment and you know, sports entertainment, professional wrestling and the WWE. And I was in a position where um, I got to be one of the main good guys at smaller training level shows. <laughs> and right away it became apparent to me that uh, my character, the, the main trait of my character is that I didn't cheat. And no matter what would happen to me, if I get hit with a bat or a chair or anything like that, I wouldn't cheat, you know, even, you know, even if the quote unquote ref wasn't looking or whatever, um, you know, I'd always overcome with some, you know, fair way. And we'd go back to territories and areas where, you know, that we, we'd done shows in the past and I would get a chance to talk to kids and their parents. And, and it was just, it just blew me away at how, uh, how much influence you could have in a child's life by simply doing the right thing and showing them by an example and not necessarily having to sit there and, and, and tell them something or quote scripture or, or get into it. And I thought, you know, these, these, I'm, I'm reaching hundreds, if not thousands of kids, mm. uh, most of which just from, from appearance sake, I would assume don't go to church and never may never go to church, but I'm able to teach them an extremely valuable, you know, moral lesson. And mm. since all morality comes from God, I'm teaching them, you know, ultimately, a, you know, a, a, a potentially life-changing lesson. And so that's what kind of led me into uh, launching Rock This World Productions with the goal, the primary goal of reaching, you know, reaching the lost, reaching people that, you know, that, you know, may never hear about, you know, Jesus in a positive way or in an accurate or honest way. And, and quite possibly won't, you know, won't, uh, uh, you know, aren't in church or won't go to church. And then the, the other aspect of the nonprofit is, uh, is we, after we have, after proceeds from one project fund the next project, the proceeds beyond that um, will go towards Christian missions that work with whatever is the impetus of our stories. Mm. So Game Changer focuses on um, uh, kids that have family issues, lack of fathers. It's a huge, huge father issue that yes. uh, carries the three main characters in the story. And so we've teamed up with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Urban Atlanta Sports, and Cross International for their work with orphans and uh, largely kids with no fathers mm. um, and, and, and then just in poverty in general for kids and families. So it's, it's once again, it's, it's the aspect of trying to show non-believers or unbelievers, you know, what it really is to follow mm. Jesus mm. and show that within the story, you know, show that within gripping, entertaining stories, but then also live it out with the proceeds of those stories. Praise God. That sounds wonderful. Um, I just want to mention, Joel, 
that uh, I've heard a lot of these actors in the movie, in the project Game Changer. For example, uh, Brody Rose, he was in I Can Only Imagine. Ashley Bratcher from Unplanned, she did a phenomenal job in that role, and she was uh, nominated for Best Actress. Um, Who else is in this movie here? Uh, Corbin Burnson. Uh, He's been in a lot of uh, shows and movies. Also, uh, Robert Amaya, he was in Courageous, War Room. A lot of recognizable actors, actresses, and all teaming up for this production. Um, I found a great quote on your website. You sound, I can tell by your voice, um, you're, you're committed to this. You're passionate about this project and about reaching people with this message. It says, that, there's a quote by uh, Frederick Buchner. Our purpose is found where our greatest joy meets the world's greatest need. And obviously the world's greatest need is Jesus Christ, salvation, the hope that can only be found in him. And our greatest joy as Christians should be to point people to, to really share that message with them, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's, and that, that I mean, that, that quote is just kind of drove, you know, it's driven me for, you know, for a long time because you're trying to, you know, you get, you got to take the passions and abilities and talent that God gave you, and then you got to sync them up with, you know, with reality and, you know, and get good at your craft or what you're doing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the old adage of don't change the message, just maybe change, you know, you know, you know, make the, make the, make the, you know, the message appropriate to your audience, but don't change the message. Hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's, you just run into that situation where I was seeing, you know, so many people that just, you know, just weren't getting that message, weren't getting, you know, any introduction to, you know, to Jesus or what, you know, the gospel message really is. And it just it, the, the whole wrestling thing came back, and it's just like, man, we just gotta. The, the whole point is just to live it out. That's mm. the best way that we can we can reach people. You know, make it real, and, and and because Jesus is real, and He is here with us, we should be able to show that, and Amen. we should be able, you know, that 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 realness should be able to come through. And I think that's what uh, you know God's been leading me towards for for quite a long time in my life, and it's. And uh, it's finally coming together and getting getting launched here. And we got a couple other projects already in the works. So Praise it's, God. Uh, it's been a blessing. So, friends, we've got Joel, Joel Deviser on the line today. He's with Rock This World Productions. And uh, I believe we reconnected with Dan, also part of this project. Dan, are you there? I am still here. Okay, that sounds like a better connection, brother. Thank you. What, share with us your background and how you're involved with Rock This World Productions and Joel. Sure. Uh, I'll keep it brief. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, was in full-time ministry out of college, working with college athletes. And uh, uh, during that time, basically just had a vision for creating content for TV and movies that would impact the culture. And uh, this was way back when uh, the Earth's crust uh, was hardening and dinosaurs still roamed the Earth. And <laughs> so... It's been a while and uh, a long wait process, waiting on God to to, to bring this to fruition. And uh, about six years ago or so, I uh, met Joel just providentially uh, in a very unique situation, and uh, we both shared our visions. And it was it was hmm. very clear that we needed to work together at that point. So I've been working as a, a producer and wearing a lot of different hats. Uh, kind of the go get it, go do it, help me get this done kind of guy, and uh, uh, supporting Joel in, in uh, the, the projects with Rock This World. And uh, we're really excited about what God is doing and is going to do through the content, and, mm. and we really feel like uh, God has called us specifically to create content, not just to entertain the church, Amen. but to reach the unchurched. And Thank that's you. what we've got to be about. Thank you. We've, we can't just be about Christian, quote, entertainment anymore. Too many churches are heading down those roads. And exactly. um, uh, guys, uh, where can people see the trailer for Game Changer? Um, I said the, the trailer hasn't officially, it's not officially out there because we're still plotting that into the release. Okay. Um, 
you can get the film right now. We do have uh, DVDs available. Okay. Um, but the, 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 this release here has been something that God's been, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, to me, it's been frustrating. And, but he, he's been working behind the scenes and is putting some stuff together that three, four months ago when we thought we were going to have it out just wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. Um, and so I think just from that standpoint, we've, you know, we've held back on, on the trailer, okay. um, unfortunately. Okay. Well, uh, but if you go to the webpage, rockthisworldproductions.com, yes. if we do get the trailer back up in the near future, it'll be visible there, you know, as well as other places, but you can, you can find the, you can find the, uh, you know, the actual bonus DVD there. And, uh, that's the best way to support us. That's as funny. Hey, as, uh, guys, I got I got to say this. This is the first time in the history of the podcast we've had two dogs on the air with us. Um, yeah. uh, we had Ray Comfort of Living Waters Ministries in the first segment. His dog barked and made a little bit of noise. Now your dog. This We're making history here. Guys, where are you from? <laughs> Let's start with Dan first. I'm uh, originally from Minnesota, and uh, but I've been in Atlanta for uh, 30, almost 32 years now. And Joel? Uh, in Atlanta, but originally from Michigan. All right. What part of Michigan? That's where I grew up in the UP, eh? Nope. I was down in the <laughs> Holland area, Holland Zealand okay. area, right on, uh, right on Lake Michigan there. And, uh, okay. Great, great place to be. Just not this time of year. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. So guys, we've got three more minutes left and I love uh, what you put on the website. Um, rock this world productions.com. Uh, by the time a child is 18 years old, they have been exposed to 64,000 hours of media, 11,000 hours in school, 2,000 hours with parents, which seems like an awful ratio, 800 hours in church. If you're like me, you're concerned about those 64,000 hours of media, and that's one big reason we need more quality, uh, bold Christian productions and other than Rock This World Productions, where can people get a hold of you, uh, social media, anywhere else, guys? Dan, first. Well, you've got my email uh, through LinkedIn, so okay. uh, you can certainly give that out, dan.k at rockthisworldproductions.com. All right. And um, feel free to put people in touch with me. Um, uh, I think you've even got my phone contact on LinkedIn as well, so... If people uh, are interested, have them reach out, and uh, we'll go from there. And if you're interested in the uh, the movie night concept, yes, um, I can I can get you an overview of the family movie night out document, so they can see what that's about as well. Okay, so the uh, family they can email me too and get that. Okay, family movie night is a phenomenal idea. Uh, we got a minute and a half, Joel. Uh, where's the best people people can find out about you? Let alone you know get in touch with you. Yeah, I just I'm Joel Devisser, so you can find me. And and there's only two of us in the entire world, and I know that <laughs> because I was in law enforcement, so I was able to search. <laughs> and uh, and I got everything. So you go to Joel Devisser, you're gonna find me. It's uh, it's Joel Devisser on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we do have Rock This World Productions on Facebook and Instagram and Game Changer, but that's that's it's it's much easier if people just go direct to me. Um, as far as like actually reading, reaching me, it doesn't have to go through, you know, a bunch of people. So, Hey Joel, um, um, by the way, thank you for your service. We are a, a radio ministry and a podcast that backs the blue. We uh, talk about law enforcement quite a bit. We've even got a, a side ministry, uh, that, that helps the police and, and, uh, just a lot of things we're doing in the community. So thank you. Uh, some, awesome. we'll have to have you back and talk a little bit more about that and your background, but gentlemen, sorry, we, it was so short today, but I want to point people to game changer and they can order it and have it viewed at their church or have a movie night, a family night at rock this world uh, God bless you both. Thanks for your time. We'll, we'll continue to keep in touch. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got to share who our guests are next week, because I realize this is our we're already in the last minute. Um, challenging to do uh, several guests in the same podcast, but we did. And we got through the phone glitches. And as God would have it, the information got out that needed to get out uh, Monday. Guess who has a brand new book out as well? J.B. Hickson of Not By Works Ministries. Former New Ager, Doreen Virtue, powerful testimony. She's back with us on Tuesday. John Leffler, Steel on Steel Radio Wednesday. Uh, Pastor Stephen Broden with us on Thursday. And Jonathan Brentner has a new book out. He'll be with us on Friday. 
Gosh, we're just so blessed. Some of the great guests we have. Thank you guys for the suggestions and for supporting the podcast. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.